everyone, welcome back to Step Up Group Podcast. Today here with me, Alpha, and once again we have a new member. Would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. So uh, hey everybody, my name is Mani Sahi. I'm a sophomore year student. My hobbies include vlogging, coding, and even podcasting. So I can't wait to be part of this journey. We are so happy to have you here, Vanya. Um, obviously, it's not just the two of us. We also have Amrita with us. Everyone. And we have Kanishka. Um, she has some network issues right now. She'll be speaking to us in a few minutes, hopefully. Um, and today, uh, what are we going to be doing, Amrita? All right. So today we have quite the interesting lineup. We're going to be starting off by obviously addressing Women's History Month. Um, as a girl myself, I find that it's really important for us to talk about it. So I'm really excited to talk about it. And second, we'll be also talking about some par- paranormal activity, which is interesting, but also slight- slightly scary because I'm not a fan of horror things. But I'm sure we'll have fun talking about it anyway. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, I think we have to start with um, the Women's Month, um, the topic of Women's Month. Uh, so, Women's History Month is a celebration of women's contributions to history, culture, and society, and has been observed annually in the month of March um, in the U.S. since 1987. Um, so, Women's History Month 2022 took place uh, on the 1st of March. Um, like it started on the thir- on Thursday, Mar- March one, and it will go through till the thirty first of March. So, when I like, what are the emotions or what are the things that you like come to your mind when you hear the words Women's History Month? And obviously, it's something that you kind of you know find some kind of proud in, right? Um. So yeah, what are your opinions on Women's History Month? There is a huge mental, um, wait, no, I wouldn't say mental, more like emotional connection that you have towards the topic. Uh, this year for 2022, the theme uh, of Women's History Month is providing healing and promoting hope. And personally, myself, I do like to hold a lot of hope within myself because every single day, not, not just, uh, I feel like, throughout the past year obviously there have been uh, certain struggles we've all been through but just in general I think there are, every single woman has so much strength within themselves so especially this year I really did like when uh, the theme that they've announced and um, well, Women's History Month is about remembering and uh, honoring the struggles and the sacrifices of women in history so, yeah, I think, first of all, let's just let everyone else also address the their thoughts on it, and then we can continue further. Yes, Vanya? Yeah, um, what are your thoughts, Vanya? Even I agree. I mean, um, this year's theme of even the Women History Month is women in STEM subjects. So I believe it's of utmost importance nowadays to empower young girls and females, you know, in science and technology, because what was going on was a stereotype that only men can um, excel in life and females are basically confined to household chores. 
So it's time to break that glass ceiling and, you know, contribute to the society as females ourselves. Definitely. I mean, the actual celebration of Women's History Month actually grew out of a week-long celebration of the women's contributions to culture, history, and society. Uh, and it was organized in California in 1978. I mean, it's quite hard to not think about people like Rosa Parks and Sojourner Truth um, in, like, in these days because they have contributed so much and their actions have actually you know, changed so many things in history. So, I mean, the month has a lot of significance to it. And, and as women ourselves, I think we hold much more of a connection to it because like Vanya said, it's often like, you know, kind of like women are the more, what do you say, the oppressed gender, right? So to have a few days um, to ourselves, so that people actually, you know, look um, at the, the achievements of women as a whole and their contributions in history, I think it has a lot of meaning and a lot of significance to this. Um, anything you would like to add, Amrita? I mean, I think you covered, like, a lot of what I was thinking about. Yeah, everyone, every one of us has a lot of emotional significance we attach with it. Because for so long, well, I mean, what you said is true. Women are historically the oppressed gender. So, I, I and uh, there has been a little bit of debate ever about whether Women's History Month is placing more emphasis on or it is kind of like suppressing us to always be the oppressed gender that was oppressed. I did see a little bit about that when I was researching, but honestly, I'm on the side that believes that it, it really just places significance on, and it's only when we start honoring the past that we can start working towards better things in the future. So I really like the idea of celebrating this as a movement. Finishka, what do you think? I think she still has her network no, issues. Network issues. All right, let's just yeah. give her a bit more time, though. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, but like Amrita said, um, it's the actions of the like actions of the past that we normally look at first when we take any kind of decisions in the present, and it's so beautiful in a way, kind of horrifying as well. But like the journey of you know women and the freedom. And like, you know, their freedom, like, for example, they got the freedom of, we got the freedom to vote not so long ago. And now to see that, you know, women leading businesses um, were doing so many things um, that we weren't allowed to do a few hundred years back. And I think, you know, we obviously to bridge the gap uh, or to close the gap between men and women in the field of like in the world itself it's going to take so many more years but i think it's good that we are taking a few long steps towards it um obviously to this day there are men there are people who think that women are supposed to be bound to their homes supposed to just you know 
serve them and their only duty is to take care of their family. But I think as we move down the generations, we can hopefully see a bigger and better change. Um, so yeah, Vanya, would you like to add something? Uh, definitely, indeed, I agree with what you said. And currently residing in a country like India, which has a very deeply, overtly rooted patriarchal society. Uh, in fact, today I was going through a story where, like, you know, a female, she was, you know, getting hurt in the middle of a road in a state here. And all everyone was doing just taking videos. And um, but they weren't even helping her. I mean, here the females, the like, you know, ability, the, their character, and um, even the potential that's kind of undermined in patriarchal societies. And this is not only India, this is like globally. Although like around 1946, um, females got the suffrage movement where they got the right to vote. I think that didn't quite establish their position in the society from the very beginning. Even if you see in today's history books, they'll talk about all the aristocratic society and there'll be just a small corner of passage talking about females in the corner. Why should that be? I mean, females have played a crucial role even for fighting um, for freedom in the nations. So um, yes, I definitely agree with you both. I mean, it's actually, um, in a way, ironic how, you know, we have seen how people worship like female figures and like even in history and how they became an allegory of the nation at that time. Like for example, Mary, Marianne and Germania in France and Germany, uh, they were their, you know, respective female allegories and they stood as personification, my mouth won't work today, personifications of ideals like, like liberty and re republic. But, and, you know, I asked my teacher why, you know, women were not given any kind of rights, but they were portrayed as these, like, you know, figures that hold such deep meanings. And what she said is, you know, women are, you know, they give birth. It's like new beginnings and things like that. And it's almost ironic how on paper we have so many rights and we... Uh, you know, like women are worshipped. They say that we should be kept safe. We should be protected. And when it comes to the real world, we often see a lack of respect and safety for women and girls as a whole. I mean, harassment and violence in public spaces in both urban and rural areas, like Vanya said, is like an everyday occurrence for women and girls in every country around the world. And it's, it's not like unusual for a woman or a girl to experience fear um, for like, you no know, walking around at night, especially wearing what they want to wear and express themselves in the ways, whatever they want to. Um, and when we speak about these issues, it's often society kind of just says, yeah, but you're a woman. You're supposed to be like that. You know, men are going to be men. Um, and you should just stick to being you. Like, men are going to be men, so they're going to do whatever they want to do, so you should not do all those things, which I think is quite wrong because women are women. You know, we want to do... I don't, I don't understand the whole men and women 
thing when it comes to ideologies and thoughts i think it should just be human for human so let's just teach everyone to treat everyone with respect um what's your opinion on that amrita nothing i really like with you guys like first address it was so it it's literally everything that i've been thinking about i'm pretty sure everyone's been having these kind of thoughts because you know we we are going through change it's not that the situation isn't improving it's that there is still so much that's left to be desired there still exists such a huge discrimination between the both genders which makes zero percent sense literally because it i i don't even know how to put this into sense because it feels like common sense to me but other people have like 50,000 different opinions and one thing i also want to address is how a lot of the times it's not just the men who propagate this kind of discrimination but also the women who propagate this kind of information like i'm not sure if you guys have seen the like i, I wouldn't share I, the cartoons i think of like these indian women who are kind of harassing younger girls for wearing um like sh- shorter technically more revealing okay double quotes around that uh quotes and things like that when it's not it's like you know the um story in indian household whenever there are uh relatives who no wait this is this is a story i read somewhere and it was kind of like a comic it was kind of like an irony comic i guess it was like there's uh this young girl and her parents and her mother was like your uncle is coming over go uh like put on a shawl and then she was like if he's my uncle then why is it necessary for me to put on a shawl it's on me who should be wearing less revealing clothes but the rest of the world that's taught to be respectful of minors you know like even in today's world where even minors are sexualized to this kind of an extent there there is quite a lot to be desired like i said in the change that is evolving in our world so i like what you guys both said i think everybody while we look at the history of women in the past of all of these women who have fought so long and so hard for things to come to to the point that it has today i think we also need to look into the future and see what we can do so that future generations enjoy even better um levels of freedom regardless of whatever gender they are and yeah i think that's pretty much most of what i was thinking of right now yeah i mean obviously if we start going down this path we're going to be stuck here for a long time because exactly like like we like you said like mm-hmm. women's history month we are talking about history and we came from a path of struggles and we can still see women struggling in so many different parts of the world and we i mean we are all indians and we can speak with the example of india where especially in rural areas women are still you know oppressed and we, they don't get their rights and i mean and people say that um women nowadays get harassed or get abused because of the way they dress and because they wear too revealing clothes like too much of revealing clothes but even in history where you know they used to wear layers and layers of clothes and dresses like the story was still the same um so it's 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 kind of weird or 
I don't know how the blame just ends up on the women's side in the end anyway. And it's almost like the other gender does not want to take up responsibility for the actions. I'm, I'm obviously not, I'm not speaking or tell, saying that each and every man on the world, in the world thinks this way, but it's just the general public opinion and just end, the blame always ends up on the women. And like Amrita said, um, it's not just men, it's women as well. Um, who There are people who obviously, women especially, who think the meaning of feminism um, is that women are superior or the, or the superior gender when it's just that, you know, both or all genders are equal. I mean, we are speaking about women as a whole and we have to kind of address the pride community as well. I mean, their journey is quite... Um, wonderful as well i mean i always find the journey towards freedom and after it and you know the the journey that we're having right now to the future when the future generations uh i pretty sure will look at this time and also see it as uh you know a section of history towards wherever they are in the future so i think that's Beautiful, and you know, as we are all a part of that journey, we can all contribute in a positive manner. Uh, so yeah, I think we need to wrap up this, you know, this section of the podcast. What do you totally. think? Yeah, I, I think we covered a lot, even though our focus did shift from history rather to the present. But I think uh, it was quite alright because, after all, the reason why we celebrate it is so that we are aware of their achievements, but also so that we do make sure to honor their achievements and to keep working forward. So I hope this has been food for thought for everyone. Definitely. I mean, the next po- topic uh, is paranormal activity, and I must say, when we were discussing and thinking about, you know, thinking, brainstorming for topics. This was quite an exciting one, and uh, we were like, yeah, we have to do this. So, yeah, Vanya, do you want to take over on this one? What do you think paranormal activity is? I mean, yeah, go for it. Okay, so um, I'll be taking over for the paranormal activities. So the first thing that came to my mind when I got to know about this topic was Halloween, of course, you know, it's a time when everything is, you know, scary and um, horrifying, petrifying, in fact. Like, what do you understand by paranormal? So something is that is opposite to scientific reasoning. Para literally means unusual. So like, um, like I was going through some paranormal stories and I'd actually like to narrate one so we can understand that is it just us or is there any actual science behind it? So what happened was like according to history when the World War II was over, the you know, great personality Winston Churchill, he was visiting the White House and he said he had an uncanny experience. He had his proper bath. And when he went to um, go to his mirror and he was facing the mirror, he met a ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And he was not at all scared. All he was doing was he was greeting Abraham Lincoln, saying that, good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. So the spirit kind of smiled and vanished. You can't believe it that many scientists like Alan Turing and um, even... um, 
Arthur Conan Doyle, they all believe like paranormal activities actually happen due to some reasoning. Even I thought like superstitions, they have to be illogical. So according to them, like paranormal activities, psychologically speaking, it depends on some faulty activity in the brain. So when Winston Churchill saw that ghost, he was intoxicated basically. So it has to happen with something related to the right hemisphere of the brain. And it happens like when it forms epilepsies or visuals. So that is how you feel when they're like shadowless people walking around you or some weird uncanny noises. And if I'm talking about my own personal experience, one day I felt like I'm near around the spirit of my late grandfather. And like the door was swinging open and it was like windy. So it feels like, you know, there are actually molecules gathering. It's a vision of your right hemisphere of the brain. But it feels like it's something superstitious, something not real. So what do you guys think about this? I mean, I think the first question is, do you believe in paranormal activities? Like, do you believe in ghosts and things like that? Um, Amrita, would you like to speak about it first? Honestly, um, I'm not a fan of paranormal activity. I'll just go ahead and go go for it. Because I'm not a fan of horror things in general at all. I'm I'm kind of, you know, what you, one would call a scary cat. I can't deal with all of this stuff. Um, so I, I have heard a lot about it. There is a lot of, like, scientific discussion. There's just a lot of, in general, um, talking that's going on about it. And I do see it happen. I have so many friends who are really interested in horror and paranormal activity. And there are so many mystery cases that they keep bringing up. And of course, Halloween is um, a celebration of things. Um, and it is interesting. But personally, I'm not a fan of any of it. I, uh, But I will say that I do love reading mystery books. So in that way, I have gotten more, like, I've gotten more used to it. And yeah, I think that's about my whole extent of my interest in paranormal activities. I read a lot, so I end up reading like news articles and like mystery books. I don't really read anything outright horror, so that's a thing. Um, yeah, so this is like the other side of the conversation, I guess. I'm just here to represent all the people. Yeah, I mean, before I say what I think about it, I mean, so I'm guessing you don't believe in paranormal activity like, like ghosts and stuff like that then no no not really no but i i okay. do think it's interesting like if it actually was real i'd be honestly first of all i'd be really freaked out <laughs> but second of all it would be really interesting so yeah yeah um and what about you Wanya? what where do you stand in this conversation even um even I agree, like, you know, ghosts and spirits, they don't exist. But what I do believe is in the scientific side of it. If there is a logic, why not? So what I believe is like spirits, when we're talking about it, I feel like every spirit that comes on earth, like all of us, we're energy molecules. So when there's a high vibration of the energy molecules in the like in the air, that is when our right hemisphere of the brain or like our brain or something we are feeling that's when the high energy vibrations they're reaching out to us so if it's this actual scientific um you know proposition which has been made i do believe in the science part of it otherwise in seeing ghosts or you know someone appearing before you i feel it's all in the brain it's all psychology 
understandable. And it, where I stand is, I don't know. Like, I don't not believe in ghosts. I, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, um, I'm just going to go into this haunted house that's been made in the amusement park and think there's real ghosts in it. But I'm, like, really interested in it because I'm a very, like, I'm a very curious person. And whenever people ask what I believe in, I am kind of atheistic. But at the same time, I don't really believe in science either because what I always say, which, I mean, this might not make sense, but what I always say is science itself is just a bunch of theories and equations and you know statements that humans have made to make sense of what's happening around them and just like in max there's so many things that's unexplained and whenever we can't explain something and we can't reach to a conclusion of something we just you know in maths we write that's not defined and in science we just say oh yeah scientists are still working on it and whenever I say that, people get people are like, "Oh my goodness, you're right," and they just start freaking out. And I'm out here like, "Yeah, I do that every single day of my life." So, yeah. So, do I believe in ghosts? Um, not really, but I think I'll be so excited if they did because I'm. I this should be a whole new podcast, whole other podcast, to be honest, because. Have you guys like listen, like heard about the simulation theory and things like that? So that's basically like we are all living in a simulation and it's basically a game. Yeah, I've heard that one. I've heard that one, which is yeah, and which is very so <laughs> yeah. I know it. It, ma- it makes you think like, what if we really are living in a video game? No, but like oh the- my goodness, I'm getting a bit too <laughs> excited about this. But I, I, I like. Yeah. <laughs> my voice no like i be- like i kind of believe in some of these theories i'm like it's so possible but at the same time it's not like uh, you know this is, this is another podcast topic we'll come I, back with this next yeah, we time got but yeah to, i think like we need a whole i, I don't know one one hour or more <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah definitely i, I mean um yeah, psychologists studying uh, religion have long suspected that a belief in the paranormal can be a kind of a shield from even harsher truth of the world. And the idea is that when something unexpected happens, like a death, a natural disaster, or a loss of a person or a job, the brain kind of goes into chaos looking for answers. And it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, if your brain kind of basically trying to look for an answer and uh, when, you know, people are asked to remember a time when they felt out of control, they kind of make, they can make patterns out of the random occurrences in their life. I mean, I think it's all connected. In a, I mean, to be honest, I'm pretty sure that each and every one of you here has seen the same number a couple times in the same day or you know had some kind of a deja vu kind of an experience a few times in the same day and you're like what's wrong like like you question yourself like is this some kind of is this the universe like speaking deja to me? Vu is like, like the deja one vu. thing 
Yeah, that's like the one thing that makes me actually believe in paranormal things. Like, it happens so much. I'm pretty sure everyone has experienced deja vu at least once, you know? And there are so many theories about it. There are so many stories about it. And it is so... Or, or not just deja vu, you know? You know, there's like feelings you get to do things. And like, it it just... Uh, like, how do I, how do I explain this? Like, for example, okay, easiest thing to say. Let's say you're you're supposed to be studying, but you're not. And then, um, like, two seconds before your mom walks in, you get this sudden feeling to, like, shut that away and, like, put the book in front of you again. And then, for once, you decide to listen to yourself, and you do it, and literally, your mom walks in right there. And then your mind's just working on another level or something. And, and there's also stories about people, like, managing to get away from disasters by, like, split-second, like, feelings or... Um, uh, I don't know what the exact word for it is. My brain isn't working properly today. But, like, they, they managed to ex- escape from, like, bad situations because of small little intuitive feelings that they have. So all of this, yeah. like, makes me question the entire universe, let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, what Amrita said, what I asked, like I said, I asked a lot of questions with when it comes to things that I like. And this is something I've thought about a lot before. And obviously, the brain is a very powerful organ, right? Like, it has these functions that's been just taught to it automatically. Like, we don't remind ourselves to breathe every second. It just, we just breathe, right? Like, yeah. So what if the brain is powerful enough to kind of understand um, from, like, the more that we live, the more that we experience it's like we kind of understand the world much more and the brain is just aware and even though we don't really realize it like the brain gives us messages to be like oh yeah you might want to do something about this like something's gonna something bad's gonna happen i mean that's just the gut feeling right so yeah wani what's your opinion on it so, like, we're talking about now intuitions, from paranormal activities to intuitions. We talked about spirits. Now, all I think is that intuitions are, you know, a result of patterned observations we have made before. I think that's what we can relate with deja vu as well. So, like, if I take an example of a computer, it analyzes um, the patterns in an algorithm, and then it's how it gives an output. Similarly, that's how our brain works. It kind of observes the patterns in each experience, each moment we live. And then it gives the output of intuition that this is about to happen. A simple example that if you're not studying at all and you have an exam the day after, you're obviously going to fail. You will have an intuition. So basically, intuitions are tingling feeling or I would say an alert button coming from your subconscious mind saying that, you know, this has happened before and this is the obvious outcome because I've recognized these patterns in these experiences. And being like a spiritual blogger, I do believe that intuitions get stronger as you observe or analyze each experience of your past in your life every time. Definitely. I mean, that's just how it is with everything, right? The more you do something, the more you learn about it. And uh, like you said about exams, and it's just, it's normally intuitions um, that take, like, 
help you take decisions as well. And I'm someone who is a huge like believer in like you know believing and trusting your gut feeling and your intuition because most of the time that comes from your heart right you take your decision from your heart and your intuition is normally like you might it's like you advising yourself but the advice is just coming it's like you advise other people with the knowledge that you have gained from your past experiences and your intuition is just basically like this little advisor that kind of like a mirror advising yourself and it's your subconscious mind that has learned from the past experiences and like you know advising you in a way so again another loophole that we just went down but i think it's like the whole this whole topic is so interesting it's so hard not to divert Yeah, there is so absolutely about it. there are so many tiny tiny things we can address and it's 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 really interesting actually even if i'm not interested like because i'm scared of these things i'm not very interested in them but it's kind of impossible to not think about them and they're so interesting yeah i mean i definitely hope for some reason to just uh, oh yeah before i say this have you guys had any weird unusual like paranormal experiences because i really like like i said i extremely interested in things like this and i would love to just take out a Ouija board go to some place and just test it out just so that i, I don't know i just want to do it so yeah have you guys had any unusual experiences uh vanya I want to hear from you. Um, I did, in fact. So um, this was this day. I was alone at home. My parents had gone out. And um, it was late at night. They'd gone out for dinner and had been watching TV. And since uh, all of you know, there are frequent power cuts in India. So I think that horror experience kind of fades away since you get used to it. So it was just a normal power cut. And the light had come. There was there was a like horrible thunderstorm going out outside, and um, although it wasn't that very windy, it was just you know kind of a thunderstorm raining. All the doors had been closing, and I was just you know going to the loo, and suddenly I don't know behind me like the door just locked itself. I felt like you know I'm kind of locked or something, and I you know I felt something going around me. Like, as we were saying before, some spirit and like, we have like a picture of my late grandfather at our house. And I feel like whenever there's something uncanny happening around me, it's like him. So I feel like, oh my God, he's back now. Although I don't believe in paranormal experiences, it was just literally jammed. The door got jammed and I was stuck in the loo. So I'm like calling my parents, they kind of came back home and quickly unlocked me. Oh my God, that's, that's, that's terrifying. Uh, by oh the way, that just sounded like the opening scene of every Indian horror movie ever. There's thunderstorms. There's a house in the middle of the woods or something. Exactly. I, 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 I was expecting I mean, it to get like, more. Normal backdrop of an Indian gun. Like, you know, in, the, in India, it's a normal backdrop that obviously there's oh, yeah. going to be monsoon. Definitely. And obviously there'll be power cuts. I mean, there's so such frequent power cuts that people here get acquainted to like the darkness yeah like it should we should just be like yeah add a very loud scream now 
and then it's just like the camera Stuck just pans in. out to this house in between the woods and this is woman oh, just screaming yes exactly oh, like, okay 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 but like if we're talking yeah. about this honestly i i'm not a fan of watching horror movies but then they do have this like comedic value to them like if you're scared of watching horror movies i will recommend this turn the volume all the way down and just watch literally just the like the the video without any audio at all I am telling you, it is like the best comedy movies of all time because they're so hilarious. I I don't like watching horror movies as such, but I do do this, and I always lose my mind laughing because it's always the same plot line. And when there's no audio, suddenly everything seems like fifty percent funnier and less scarier. And it's Unless just you do you know. realize that you are kind of acting like a girl who's a creep, right? Like, oh Mania, do you get the vibe? Like, oh my God. I mean, I literally had the incident etched on my mind right after that. I told my parents, and they were they burst out laughing. But for me, it was definitely uncanny and scary. Although I myself don't watch horror movies at all because I find them kind of stupid and illogical. And as you said, if you turn up the volume down, um, it definitely changes the backdrop of the movie because the like audio itself creates a suspense and horror in your mind. So yes, absolutely. Amrita, you do realize that you're just sitting in a room with no one. Oh my god! You know what? I'm gonna leave something with no audio, and then you're just laughing. No, thank you. Oh my god! You no, you are being like the creepy doll. Oh my like, god, that is you, that is terrifying. Let me tell you, I am not no, no audio. <laughs> you are okay. The now, now that you say it, now it watch. sounds so Imagine. creepy, guys. I swear, I am not a creepy person. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I like, I, I'm not a creepy person. I swear to God. I, I, <laughs> but the tip I, is definitely good. I mean, like oh literally, God. the audio does create a kind of scary feeling. So exactly. actually, I'm gonna follow that. I mean, I don't watch movies at all, like any kind of movie. But I must say, every like even if it's maybe it's because I watch too much murder mystery. Um, when I I like read a lot of murder, it's so predictable. Like in the start of the, as the movie starts, I just predict what happens in the end, and it just happens, and I'm like, this is so like, it has no climax, it has no twist, like. Yeah, it's a bit boring in the end, but I like watching like horror gameplays. So like when people play games that are like horrifying, and you get the jump scares, and I'm like, okay, now that's good. I, and yeah, I am a bit of a bit of a weirdo. I'm kind of like, I get very like excited when people start talking about ghosts and stuff. Cause yeah, but talking about my experiences, um, again, something with to do with the loo one, yeah, something, I, I was in the washroom, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a shower now, and I have one of those, uh, it's like the window that comes down, and like, it's like the heavy window that won't open or close without wind, if you know what I mean, like, no, not with wind, you know, like, it's like half open, it's not completely open, just like, I, I hope you know what I mean, but yeah, it was open, and I get in, and I'm, like, combing my hair or something. And this thing just shuts closed so hard. And I live in UAE. 
there's barely any wind going on unless and until you're having a sandstorm or something. And this thing just closes with a loud thud. And I'm like, obviously, it just won't close. And it was funny because the week before that, my friends had challenged me to do Bloody Mary, which, again, is very pointless and does not work, obviously. And I did it in the washroom. And I'm like, oh, is something happening now? I get out of the washroom. I go to my room so I can change. And the window there is closed shut. And my closed shut window opens. And I'm like, okay, fine. Something is happening. So, yeah. That was, like, the most bizarre experience. But, like, wind in, like, I think everyone says the weather in India is kind of, like, unpredictable but the weather in ua can also be unpredictable sometimes oh, like yeah. sure like like okay not very unpredictable because 99 percent of the time it's just heat and absolutely nothing else <laughs> like you're just dying in the heat and that's it <laughs> <laughs> but there is that one percent of time where like the weather suddenly goes wonky and then there's like so many sandstorms and then randomly wake up and there's it's it's like full pitch fog outside you can't see anything like sure oh. that does happen but it is kind of, like, scary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I must say, thinking about it, Indian weather is the best for horror films. Like, yes, imagine. Exactly. India's weather, like, is, India's weather is 1% predictable, and the rest 99% of the time is just whatever it wants to do. And the like meteorological system of India sucks. I mean, exactly. today, it was saying that it might rain or something. And um, it was like 28 degrees Celsius, so hot that I'd been sweating it all out. I mean, India is literally based on the monsoon season and that too on its whim. And whenever it's raining, no one feels like working here. And all they do is they get their fritters and chai. And all they want to oh do is gosh. sit and watch the monsoon, relax. So it's you like a mixture of horror and um, kind of, you know, quality time spending. It's not fair because we get rain like once in a an year and it's not a good rain. Literally, it's, it's just like good one. Rain. Oh, but, but like this year there was good rain. I remember because I got stuck in the rain outside and I was at the expo, you know, the Dubai 2020 expo. I was there and like the one day we decided to go as like a full family, like my extended relatives and stuff were here. And like we all went and like on the one day we went, UA suddenly decided like the weather here was like, oh, we're going to be wonky and like rain really hard. And we were, we were drenched in the rain. Literally like everybody in my family was sick for like the next two or three days because it's like an hour and a half drive from here to the expo. So we're like, wait, we already came all the way. What are we supposed to do now? So we explored it in the rain and we couldn't even see anything because it was like raining so hard like i said you know the one percent unpredictability is so annoying yeah at least in india you're like prepared for the unpredictability here it's like oh, it yeah, randomly yeah. comes out Not of nowhere actually really um because like monsoon as i said sometimes the sun comes sometimes it doesn't sometimes the rain comes it doesn't and now what it has become that the moment it starts raining my family especially and, and even many people in india Along with all the snacks, we switch on the music, you know, the rain music. I mean, India has its separate albums made just for rain. Yeah. And they just start dancing to the tune. So I think monsoon here is a tradition for like I'm getting so jealous because I haven't been to India for like two years. I I haven't 
Oh, oh, you talk to me. I haven't been to India for like six years. Okay. Oh my god. What? Okay, but I like know. you don't want to allow to go. No, I. Like, Whenever we are allowed yeah. to go, it's a where it's like. You it's, guys should definitely hot. visit. I, I do. I, mean, I, um, I miss. I miss being back in my. I specifically hometown. live in the I northern miss... part of India, so Ooh. you guys should come because uh, the winter here the is really special. Oh, uh, I talked I about one about this to Vanya before like I'm obsessed with Punjab but you know we'll speak about that later again we'll about but that. Yeah. yeah okay you know what guys I think we should like start winding up oh, yeah, it's gone quite way, long yeah by the way guys we have like four topics left to talk about um uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're very talkative whose idea was it to put I, the three of us together i, mean, I have my no own. idea okay uh, guys so, uh, this, I, is why, this is why we me. podcast because we have too much to talk about but it like was, I, was, <laughs> imagine we were just we were put in the room together i i swear i think oh, gosh, no, we never no, no, stop no, no. talking exactly yeah, i'm like, I'm I'm actually but, not very talkative unless I'm with the right people. Oh, but when I have oh, the yeah, right no, people, oh my god, I, I do not shut up. I mean, oh, have my, the okay. same ideologies. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're okay. You know what? We're crazy. Um, I think we need to move on to the stories. Yeah. Um, uh, by I, stories, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. We decided that we will be finding some creepy stories, um, that we can share with each other, and you know, we can just you know, share our thoughts on it. So, I mean, did you guys find any? If so, go for it. Oh, wow, did no one find anything? This is amazing. I mean, um, uh, I don't really have any paranormal stories. I guess. I, I mean, found like... one that was in the New York Times. Ooh. And it's a very old edition, 1986 New York Times article came. So it was a paranormal experience and um, it was like a simple incident about, it was in Brooklyn. So that's why Halloween is kind of a flair in Brooklyn. Um, there was one, one young Italian psychologist living there. So after his bath, he again looked in the mirror one morning and he found a grizzled old man staring back at him. And there was like a strange noise again coming in his bedroom. So the you know funny part of this was that he was in his like towel and he hadn't been completely dressed so he went out scared running out of the um house calling for the police completely naked on the road and um this apparently came in the new york times it was paranormal and he said that you know someone is there because he's a psychologist so he didn't really believe in ghosts and such but when the police came for investigation they didn't find any clue that you know someone is breaking the things because when he was in his bedroom things were automatically breaking you know the vast broke so when the police was trying to find for some clues for any um footprints of the culprit they didn't so this was kind of an uncanny experience that came a small incident in brooklyn in the new york times like yeah i mean how do you judge experiences like that i mean I mean, yeah. what I feel is that, um, again, as I said before, it's kind of, uh, he was a psychologist himself. So mm -hmm. he, although he was, you know, kind of, it's a kind of a human tendency for us to get scared because it's how our nerves react that, okay, something is uncanny happening. We won't apply immediately logic. 
we apply logic after analyzing the entire situation. So mm-hmm. um, although he was a psychologist, he was like scared out of, you know, his shit and everything. So all I believe that it was, again, according to his, you know, psychological, what he was visioning, maybe there wasn't actually any spirit. It was him who was going mad and crazy if he was seeing someone in the mirror. And he perhaps must have broken all the things in his bedroom and saying that, um, complaining to the police that, you know, this is like the situation. And there wasn't any culprit, but maybe himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, your brain also has to have it to kind of fill in the spaces um, in memories with spaces that could, you know, be there. For example, in an event, um, you are thinking about who are the people who were there, and you're like, oh, yeah, I had six people on the table, and you don't remember the sixth person, and you just add in, or your brain just adds in the memory of someone being there who could have been there, but wasn't, you know? Because, um, yeah, like I said before, like humans are beings of chaos, you know, they search for answers at all points, and when they don't get it, they just, you know, assume that that's the answer, and they just say it. Um, Amrita, what's your opinion on it? This is why these things, like these things, are so interesting to me because it's it's human nature to be curious about these things, but we also try to apply logic, and sometimes it just doesn't work out, and then it just occupies your mind for so long. So, like like I said, I'm not interested because I'm scared of horror stuff, but I am interested. Oh my god, I'm just con- contradicting myself left and right. I swear. Um, basically, I'm scared of these things, but I'm also interested. Because these things are always so, how, how, how do I put it? They're so weird, they occupy your entire mind and don't let you breathe. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think when we are on the topic of, like, scary stories and things, I think we have to talk about haunted houses, right? And not just the haunted houses in, like, amusement parks, but real-life haunted houses. For And I'm going to read you out an example of it. Um, the Jean Harlow House in Los Angeles, California. So LA is one of the best destinations for haunted house hunting. And this Bavarian-style home in Beverly Hills has a particularly gruesome history. I am reading it out from somewhere, so <clears throat> yeah. I want to know your opinion on this later, by the way. Um, in 1932, it was uh, home to the iconic actress Jean Harlow and her abusive husband, Paul Byrne, who, by the way, uh, I think I should have given this before, trigger warnings um, if you don't like, like, you know, creepy stuff and get easily squirmish, you might not want to listen to this part. Yep, Um, everybody, this is where people like me would, you know, like, fast forward, quickly, quickly. Yeah, so, yeah, just say it. yeah, so her abusive husband, Paul Byrne, uh, who shot himself in the head while standing in front of the mirror. Their butler discovered him and called MGM instead of the police. So there were tons of rumors that it wasn't actually a suicide. Many suspected Byrne's ex-girlfriend, a suspicion excavated by her jumping off a boat to her death a couple days later. Jean moved out after his death, but died only a few years later at the age of 26. But wait, it gets creepier. 
1963, celebrity hairstylist Dave Severing bought the home and lived there with his girlfriend, Sharon Tate, until she left him for Roman Polanski. They were still friends and remained so until both of them were murdered by the Charles Manson cult. Tate was the same age as Harlow when she passed. Uh, but back to when the couple lived in the Harlow house, Tate told several friends of creepy occurrences in the home and even mentioned it in interviews. For example, once when she was sleeping in the master bedroom alone, she saw a creepy little man. A friend says she believed it to be Paul Burns' ghost. She was so freaked out when she saw the alleged ghost that she ran out of the room and then saw a hanging shadowy corpse with its short slit in the hallway. There are also stories about two other people dying in the same house's swimming pool over the years. <sighs> so, what do we have to say about everyone. this? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm like low-key scared. Thank you. This is the war. This is um the caution warning for Amrita's parents. I'm not responsible if you find her in the corner of the room. But exactly. Anyway, like, <laughs> okay, I absolve you of any responsibility. I mean, I am the one who like sat here and listened to it. Um, that was kind of scary to us, so I'm like not gonna comment. <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm <laughs> kind of speechless after the narration, but um, analyzing the entire situation, according to me, could also be a facade or mirage put on by someone who wanted to cons- who was conspiring to kill her and um, the girlfriend. So, like, you know, um, someone who's trying to conspire and make it make the scene of crime look like something uncanny something paranormal because this has happened and not only in movies what people try to do is they play with other people's minds the mind games so making something uncanny and um, playing with the other person's mind kind of changes the entire scene of crime completely so i believe that um if someone conspiring and making it a facade or more of a mirage rest i'm speechless <laughs> yeah i mean it is quite creepy. I mean, it's like I said, it's inexplainable, right? You don't really have an explanation for it. I mean, it's just like it's like you say, history repeats itself. But it's a bit creepy how these like things that happen is like death and stuff. Then it gets creepy, right? So, do you want me to read out one more, or do you want me? I mean, should should I read one more? I think we should really start wrapping up. It's been an hour and a half. Oh my oh, god. Okay. Wow, we're, we're really... I think we should come back to the topic and do something yes. like just for paranormal stories. Because... You know what? Yeah. I was you thinking like what? a Halloween theme entirely. Yes. Uh, yes that would Actually, be no, I, I, you know what? Next time, what we should do is we should speak about paranormal activity and um, like I said, the theories about like the simulation theory and things like that mm-hmm. just have a panic attack all the, all the way through yeah it's, it's gonna be an endless discussion absolutely yeah let's just you know yeah next podcast we're gonna do that it's confirmed right yes we are promising our listeners yes we'll be back um maybe with more people i think we should get more people in it though um, right that's gonna be make that's gonna make it interesting more the merrier yeah. more the merrier of course um 
obviously i think it's time for us to wrap up now thank you so much for listening i hope you guys have a great day